0: Welcome to Morning Soap. At Fusion Church, our desire is that every believer would not just attend church, but also hear from God daily through His Word. As we read the Bible, we begin to see how God responds to things. Doing daily devotions repatterns the way we think, transforms the spirit of our mind, and helps us become more like Jesus. Join us here, Monday through Friday, as various pastors and leaders at Fusion Church share devotion and teaching through that day's soap scripture. Download the current soap reading plan at fusionchurch.cc/soap. Amen. He reigns above it all. If you believe it? Put it in the chat. Put it in the chat. Well, good morning everyone. Thank you for joining for SOAP this morning. Uh, we're going to be in the book of Deuteronomy chapter 32. Deuteronomy chapter 32. Um but before we do just a couple things. Make sure you're inviting somebody out to church this weekend. We're have an incredible, incredible time in God's presence. But also make sure you're looking out for Connect Group signups that are coming around. They're come, they're uh, right around the corner. So we've got a couple more weeks before the summer semester starts for Connect Group. So make sure you're getting plugged in to a group doing life with people. we got all kinds of groups. There's fun groups. There's uh, Bible study groups. There's all kinds of groups. If you if you do not have a group um, and you'd actually like to lead a group, make sure, make sure, fusionchurch.cc slash groups. Make sure you go there um, and register to be a leader of a group. You know, lead a group. Uh, Connect with Heather Knoll, um, and we'll get you leading a group. We need small group or connect group leaders. And so make sure you register for that. And don't forget to celebrate Memorial Day and take advantage. Hopefully, most of you are off from work and barbecues and hanging out with your families and whatnot. Okay, Deuteronomy chapter 32. Deuteronomy chapter 32. Get ready. It's a long one, but bear with me. Here we go. Deuteronomy chapter 32. Listen, you heavens, and I will speak. Hear, you earth, the words of my mouth. Let my teaching fall like rain and my words descend like dew, like showers on new grass, like abundant rain on tender plants. I will proclaim the name of the Lord. O oh, praise the greatness of our God. He is the rock. His works are perfect and all his ways are just. A faithful God who does no wrong, upright and just is he. Verse five. They are corrupt and not his children. To their shame, they are a warped and crooked generation. Is this the way you repay the, repay the Lord? you foolish and unwise people is he not your father your creator who made you and formed you remember the days of old consider the generations long past ask your father and he will tell you your elders and they will explain to you when the most high gave the nations inheritance uh, the nations their inheritance when he divided all mankind He set up boundaries for peoples according to the number of the sons of Israel. For the Lord's portion is his people, Jacob his allotted inheritance. In a desert land he found him, in a barren and howling waste. He shielded him and cared for him. He guarded him as the apple of his eye, like an eagle that stirs up its nest and hovers over its young, that spreads its wings to catch them and carries them aloft. The Lord alone led him. No foreign God was with him. Verse 13. He made him ride on the heights of the land and fed him with the fruit of the fields. He nourished him with honey from the rock and with oil from the flinty crag, with curds and milk from herd and flock, and with fattened lambs and goats, with choice rams of Bashan and the finest kernels of wheat, You drank the foaming blood of the grape. Jeshurun grew fat and kicked. Filled with food, they became heavy and sleek. They they abandoned the God who made them and rejected the rock, their savior. They made him jealous with, with their foreign gods and angered him with their detestable idols. They sacrificed to false gods, which are not God gods they had not known, gods that recently appeared, gods your ancestors did not fear. You deserted the rock who who fathered you. You forgot the God who gave you birth. The Lord saw this and rejected them because he was angered by his sons and daughters. I will hide my face from them, he said, and see what their end will be, for they are a perverse generation, children who are unfaithful. They made me jealous by what is no God and angered me with their worthless idols. I will make them envious by those who are not a people. I will make them angry by a nation that has no understanding. For a fire will, kind, will be kindled by my wrath, one that burns down to the realm of the dead below. It will delow, devour the earth and its harvests and set afire the foundations of the mountains. I will heap calamities on them and spend my arrows against them. I will send wasting famine against them, consuming pestilence and deadly plague. I will send against them the fangs of wild beasts, the venom of vipers that glide in the dust. In the street, the sword will make them childless. In their homes, terror will reign. The young men and young women will perish, the infants and those with gray hair. I said I would scatter them and erase their name from human memory. But I dread the taunt of the enemy, lest the adversary misunderstand and say, Our hand has triumphed. The Lord has not done all this. They are a nation without sense. There is no discernment in them. If only they were wise and would understand this and discern what their end will be. How could one man chase a thousand or two put uh, 10,000 to flight, unless their rock had sold them, unless the Lord had given them up. For their rock is not like our rock, as even our enemies concede. Their vine comes from the vine of Sodom and from the fields of Gomorrah. Their grapes are filled with poison and their clusters with bitterness. Their wine is a venom of serpents, the deadly poison of cobras. Have I not kept this in reserve and sealed it in my vaults? It is mine to avenge. I will repay. In due time, their foot will slip. Their day of disaster is near and their doom rushes upon them. Verse 36. The Lord will vindicate his people and relent concerning his servants. When he sees their strength is gone and no one is left slave or free. He will say, now where are their gods? The rock they... the rock they took refuge in the gods who ate the fat of their sacrifices and drank the wine of their drink offerings, let them rise up to help you, let them give you shelter. See now that I am myself, that I myself am he. there is no God besides me. I put to death and bring to life. I wounded and I will heal, and no one can deliver out of my hand. I lift my hand to, to heaven and solemnly swear. As surely as I live forever, when I sharpen my flashing sword and my hand grasps it in judgment, I will take vengeance on my adversaries and repay those who hate me. I will make my arrows drunk with blood, while my sword that devours flesh. The blood of the slain and the captives, the heads of the enemy leaders. Rejoice you nations with his people, for he will avenge the blood of his servants. He will take vengeance on his enemies and make atonement for his land and people. Moses came to Joshua, son of Nun, and spoke all the words of this song in the hearing of the people. When Moses finished reciting all these words to all Israel, he said to them, Take to heart all the words I have solemnly declared to you this day, so that you may command your children to obey carefully all the words of this law. They are not just idle words for you. They are for your life. They are your life. By them, you will live long in the land you are crossing the Jordan to possess. On that day, the Lord told Moses, Go up, to, uh, go up into the Abiram range to Mount Nebo in Moab across from Jericho and view Canaan, the land I am giving the Israelites as their, pos- their own possession. There on there on the mountain that you have climbed, you will die and be gathered to your people, just as your brother Aaron died on the Mount Hor, on Mount Hor, and was gathered to his people. This is because both of you broke faith with me in the presence of the Israelites at the waters of Meribah Kadesh in the desert of Sin, and because you did not uphold my holiness among the Israelites. Therefore. You will see the land only from a distance. You will not enter the land I am giving the people of Israel. Whew. Mouthful. Come on. Stretch it out. I need to stretch after reading that for sure. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you for your word. God, we thank you uh, that in all of your word, we can see the picture of your faithfulness, your goodness, God, your strength, your power, your might, your sovereignty. God, I thank you that it is through your word that we get to know not just more about you, but we get to know you. And so, Lord, I just pray that you would reveal yourself to us, reveal your nature to us, reveal your goodness to us, God. Bring clarity to your word and let it illuminate our minds and our hearts. But God, as Moses just declared, let these words be life to us. I ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen. All right. So let's start from the very beginning. Ironically enough, this passage is actually a song (laughs) that Moses sang over the people of Israel. And you know, he starts off very good, right? Starts off. Very well. And uh, it starts off just beautiful, right? Where he says, Listen to me, listen, you heavens, and I will speak, hear you earth, the words of my mouth. Let my teaching fall like rain, and my words descend like dew, like showers on new grass, like abundant rain on tender plants. Look at the imagery that Moses uses like showers descending on new grass and like abundant rain on tender plants. In other words, what he's trying to communicate is you need this word. You need this word because like new grass, it cannot survive if it is not properly watered like a tender plant. It cannot survive if if it's not properly nourished By water, if it is not sustained, if it's not vitalized, if it is not strengthened, if it is not drenched in the water, right? And that's exactly what God's word is to us it is refreshing, it is vital, it is nourishment to our spirit, it is nourishment to our soul, it it gives us the nutrients that we need. To not just grow and mature, but to grow in health and to grow in vitality and to grow in strength and to be vibrant, right? So Moses from the jump is communicating how important these words are that he's going to be singing over the people. Now, you would have thought that as he's saying this, that they were going to be words of encouragement, right? <laughs> Words of, of strength, right? Words that will lift you up. You would have thought this was going to be the most beautiful country song in the world. It was going to be the most beautiful worship song in the world, right? About God's goodness and God's faithfulness. And Moses actually does touch on that in the next couple of verses where he says, I will proclaim the name of the Lord. I will oh, praise the greatness of our God. He is the rock. His works are perfect and all his ways are just. A faithful God who does no wrong, upright and just is he. So what he's doing is he's actually setting them up and he's giving God praise for both who he is and also for what he does. Because he is the rock. He is righteous and upright. His works are perfect. Right. So he's giving him praise and he's setting the people of Israel up to let them know that, hey, God is a rock. He is righteous. He's upright. He's perfect. But his works are also just and he's always uh, he's always walking in righteousness and acting in just ways. He is perfect. He's upright. He does no wrong. Right. So he's getting ready for what's to come, because what's to come after is a plot twist, right? He talks about how good God is. He talks about how faithful God is, how upright he is, how just he is. He says, Hey, you need to hear this. These words are going to be like rain, like nourishment, like nutrient to him. And I could imagine the people of Israel just kind of waiting in anticipation. What's he going to say? What's he going to tell us? What's going to be the word of the Lord? And the word of the Lord is judgment. Judgment. And for the next, gosh, 40 verses, for the next 30 to 40 verses, Moses just goes on and he goes ham on these people, meaning he just goes in on them, right? And this is really a prediction of what is going to happen. So in other words, it's like, hey, this is what's going to happen. And you would think that they would turn from their ways, but we see as we go through uh, Israel's future that exactly what Moses Predicted is what happened, right? Verses five through six is their accusation. The child has forsaken its father, right? The children of God have forsaken their father. He says that they corrupted their ways. They are corrupt and not his children. To their shame, they are a warped and crooked generation. Is this the way you repay the Lord, you foolish and unwise people? Is he not your father, your creator, who made you and formed you? Is God not the father who created you, who shaped you, who formed you, who called you into existence? How foolish could you be to turn away from God? And the reality is that we could point the finger at Israel. But we too do the same thing still today. We choose other things. We choose other idols. We choose other things to follow. We choose other things to give our heart and our affection to. We choose other things to put before God, whether that be a, war, a job, a career, a, a bank account, a home. Even our family and our children can become an idol to us but we constantly choose other things. We, we forget our father. We, we turn away from our father. We, we seek and, and we corrupt our ways. And, and, and and Moses is trying to give them a warning. That's why this is life to you. Because the truth is that God is just and he will judge those who forsake him. And that's the entire point of this passage. Moses recounts The the God's faithfulness to Israel in verses 7 through 14, where he says, Remember the days of old, consider the generations long past. Ask your father and he will tell you, your elders, and they will explain to you when the Most High gave the nations their inheritance, when he divided all mankind and he set up boundaries for the peoples according to the number of the sons of Israel. For the Lord's portion, his people, Jacob, is his allotted inheritance. In a, Verse 10, in a desert land, he found them. In a barren and howling waste, he shielded him, he cared for him, he guarded him as the apple of his eye, like an eagle that stirs up its nest and hovers over its young, that spreads its wings to catch them and carries them aloft. The Lord alone led him. No foreign God was with him. In other words, what Moses is saying, don't you remember? Go back and look and reflect over your life how God has provided for you, how God has cared for you, how God has established you, how God has been your provision, how he called you his own, how he made you his inheritance, how he found you in a desert land. He took you as slaves and made you free. He took you out of bondage and delivered you out of the hands of your enemy. And he made you your own people. He gave you your own land. He provided milk and food and, and honey. And I, I love the imagery in verse uh verse 13 where he says, He made him ride on the heights of the land and fed him from the fruit of the fields. He nourished him from with honey from the rock. Tell me what rock produces honey? Think about that. You've seen all kinds of miracles in your life, and I just want to—I want to challenge you right now to take a moment to reflect on your life, to reflect on all the ways that 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 you you felt uh, that you felt uh, imprisoned, that you felt enslaved, and God came through to reflect on all the ways where, where you needed provision and God provided. To reflect on all the ways where you needed nourishment and God took care of you. To reflect on all the ways that you felt like you were going through a desert, dry land. And God was there to protect you, to cover you, to hover over you like an eagle. All the times that God protected you from things that you maybe should have experienced but you didn't. All the ways that God had taken care of you. Reflect on that for just a second. Because, I, I listen, it's hard. It's easy sometimes. To, 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 life gets messy. We're learning about that, right? Life gets messy. And it's easy to t- sometimes, in our current struggles, to forget about all the, all the things that God did in the past. It's easy sometimes to, to remember the heavy burdens that were on our lives and maybe that are currently on our lives that we get to look back to in the future and say, that was the greatest breakthrough of my life. And it was the hand of God. And it was the hand of God. So Moses is basically saying, hey, guys, don't you remember how good God was? Don't you remember how good God has been? Hey, if you forgot, go talk to the older people. Go talk to, go talk to your fathers. Go talk to your uncles. Go talk to your cousins who, who saw the hand of God move. Listen to me. If you forget what God has done for you, go talk to somebody else and find out what God has done for them. If you forget what God has done for you, that's why it's good to surround yourself with people that will point you back to God. You need to surround yourself with people that you can go talk to and say, hey, Nicole. Hey, hey, uh, Doug. Hey, hey, Lenora. Hey, uh, Maureen. Hey, don't you remember what God has done for you? Remember back in the day when you were going through this situation? When you felt like you weren't going to make it? When you felt like God had abandoned you, and yet he delivered you, he took care of you, he provided for you, he sheltered you, he protected you, he fed you. Come on, somebody. God has been faithful. Uh, Lately, that's been the the motto of my life. God has been faithful. Faithful and he will always be faithful he will always be faithful All right israel responded to god's kindness we see that moses reminds them of how good god has been but what we see is that is the way that israel responds to god in verses 15 to 18 and he says, "Jeshurun," which, ironically enough, Jeshurun, right, in the original language, means the righteous one. So, Jeshurun, the righteous one, grew fat and kicked with filled, uh, kicked filled with food, and they became heavy and sleek. They abandoned. The God. So God's righteous one, God's righteous people, ironically, are the ones who have sinned against God, who abandoned God, who made them and rejected the rock, their Savior. They made him jealous with their foreign gods and angered him with their detestable idols. They sacrificed to false gods, which are not God, gods they had not known, gods that they, that recently appeared. Gods, your ancestors did not fear. You deserted the rock who fathered you. You forgot the God who gave you birth. The Lord saw this and rejected them because he was angered. By his sons and daughters. Come on, there are consequences. Listen to me. There are consequences to our sins, there are consequences to turning away from God. And I love how Moses writes it. These gods that they had not known. Gods that were not God, gods that were that just recently appeared, and gods your ancestors did not fear. In other words, God had been there all along. He's been with you your entire life from generation to generation, and these new gods are what you're going to turn to, right? The Lord saw this, verse nineteen, saw this and rejected them because he was angered by his sons and daughters. I will hide my face from them, he said, and see. What their end will be, for they are a perverse generation, children who are unfaithful, they made me jealous by what is no good and angered me with their worthless idols. I will make them envious by those who are not pe- not a people. I will make them angry by a nation that has no understanding, for a fire will be kindled by my wrath, one that burns down to the realm of the dead, in other words, because his people turn away from him. There will be judgment. There would be judgment. And here's the thing. Because it, it, like we can go, this entire passage is really all about how they forsook him. How they turned away from him. God was going to raise up a people to turn them over to and pass judgment on them, right? And pass judgment on them. But in verse 36, God demonstrates his mercy. God demonstrates his mercy. Even though he gives them over in judgment, God still demonstrates grace and kindness and mercy and gives them yet another opportunity to come back to him. In verse 36, it says, the Lord will vindicate his people and relent concerning his servants when he sees their strength is gone and no one is left slave or free. He will say, now, where are their gods? the rock they took refuge in, the gods who ate the fat of their sacrifices and drank the wine of their drink offerings. Let them rise up to help you. Let them give you shelter. Come on. Sometimes God will turn you over to the things you want most so that you realize those things could never satisfy you. They could never save you. They could never provide for you. They could never care for you. At the end of the day, sometimes well, God will give you over in mercy so that you fall flat on your face. And we can say, hey, where are the gods that you made all your sacrifices to? Where are the gods that you made your idols? Who, who drank all of your drink offerings, who took everything for you and did nothing why? Because they are nothing. Because they are not God. It makes me think of when Elijah was on the mountain and he challenged the prophets of, of Baal. And, and, and he said, Hey, where's your God? Is, are, is he sleeping? Do, do you need to just shout a little more so you could wake him up? Why? Because their gods were not existent. Our God is living. Our God is real. And we can give our lives to idols that are, that are going to do nothing, that will be nothing. And at the end of the day, will lead to nothing but calamity. And yet still, God will be there. In verse 39, he says, See, now that I am myself, that I myself am he, there's no God before besides me. I put to death and bring to life. He says, I put to death and bring to life. I have wounded and I will heal and no one can deliver out of my hand. I lift my hand to heaven and solemnly swear as surely as I live when I sharpen my flashing sword and my hand grasps in judgment, it in judgment, I will take vengeance on my adversaries and repay those who hate me. I will make my arrows drunk with blood while my sword devours flesh, the blood of the slain and the captives, the heads of the enemy leaders, rejoice you nations with his people, for he will avenge the blood of his servants. He will take vengeance on his enemies and make atonement for his land and people. And Let me tell you, we get to see that promise today. Because the Lord made atonement through his son, Jesus. And he he sent his son, Jesus, to die for us, to shed his blood for us and make atonement for his people. Verse 44 says, when Moses came with Joshua and spoke all the words of this song in the hearing of the people, when Moses finished reciting all these words to Israel, to all of Israel, he said to them, take to heart. All the words I have solemnly declared to you this day, so that you may command your children to obey carefully all the words of this law. They are not just idle words for you. They are your life. By them you will live long in the land you are crossing the Jordan to possess. Here's how we can translate this today. This right here. Because the people of Israel, the people of Israel only had the law that Moses had given them. We have the entirety of God's word. This is not just an idol book. This is not just a book of stories about a people and this God. This is not just a manual. These words are life for you. These words... Our life. They give us life. They bring us life. This word of God is what sustains us, and we must be careful to take heed of every single word that God speaks through this word. You want to have a long, blessed life? Look what he says to Moses By them you will live long in the land you are crossing the Jordan to possess. In other words, You want to live in the the promises of God? You You want to walk in the promise of God? Live out his word. You want to live out in the blessings of God? Walk in his word because they are life to you. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. God, we thank you that your word is true. God, right now, I even thank you for your judgment. God, your judgment is just. It's holy. It's good. You are perfect and upright in all of your ways. And even in your judgment, you are merciful, kind, gracious, good, and faithful. And so, Lord, I pray that we would take heed to Moses' words. Yes, they were to Israel, but they still reign true to us today. God forgive us if we have ever turned away from our father, our maker. Forgive us if we have placed other things and faced other things on the throne and given other things our love, our affection, our attention. Forgive us if we've turned to idols and put our trust in things that are meaningless, that are that are futile, that are weak. God help us to turn our eyes to you and to turn our hearts to you to put our trust, our confidence, our faith in you and in you alone. God, that we may walk in all of your ways, live long in the promises and the blessings that you have promised to us. God, I pray for our church. God, that you would move in a mighty way. I pray this weekend that many will come to the knowledge of Jesus for your word says that it is not your will for any to perish, but for all to come to the knowledge of Jesus. And so this weekend, I pray that it would be a powerful weekend in your presence, that you would do what only you could do, that you would save, that you would heal, that you would deliver, that you would set free. And God, I pray that you would do miraculous things in and through each and every person that is sitting on this soup. God, make your word come alive to us. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen and amen. Amen and amen. Well, hey, listen, I love you guys. I can't wait to see you this weekend. Make sure you're inviting somebody to bring the church with you. All right. And uh, we will see you all on Sunday. God bless you guys.